this morning I was going back over what I wanted to say today for the sermon, and uh, Noah came in, he woke up a little earlier than usual, oh, you know, now I can't keep working on this, but he, uh, he comes in and he's looking for his backpack, and finally finds it and pulls out a thing that they had done back from Monday on President's Day about all the more famous presidents, and he wanted to tell me all about it. Apropos of, I mean, what happened between Monday and now that suddenly he wanted to tell me about this? I have no idea, but he did, and several thoughts flashed into my head at once, kind of like to keep looking over what I'm going to be saying this morning. Boy, if only he would go back to sleep. Um, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And I'm his daddy. Yeah, kid, tell me about the thing. So he did, and it was great. He was so excited to tell me all about the presidents and tell me that uh, uh, Franklin, that the D, what the D stands for, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And um, and it was great. And I got to ask him a little more and to read me about that one. And so he'd read through about whichever president. And I loved it. And it was great to have this moment where I finally, instead of just let my anxiety take over, just say, why don't I learn from Jesus for a minute and think, who was he? What would he teach me right now? And I think he would have taught me, because you're a kid. What I wasn't trying to do was say, I want to be like Jesus. But what would Jesus do? I'm not going to be like Jesus, because I'm not he. What Jesus was wanting me to do in that moment was to be who I was, and who I was in that moment was Noah's daddy. With our Lenten disciplines and the 40 days of Lent, we even sang about how we're we're doing this to be like Jesus in in his sufferings, and kind of, a little bit, that's certainly what inspired our Lenten disciplines, is Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness, but we're not really observing a 40-day Lenten fast in order to be like Jesus. We're not going out into the wilderness for 40 days uh, with the wild beasts to be tempted by Satan. That's not our story. That was his story. His story was the story of the eternal word of God, which spoke creation into existence, then became human to reconcile us to God. And in his story, he was retelling the story of creation. As he goes through the waters of baptism, well, that was Noah going through the flood. As he uh, was tempted by Satan in the wilderness and prevailed, well, there was Adam and Eve being tempted by Satan. Well, it it wasn't really Satan, it was the serpent, but tempted nonetheless. Um, In the Garden of Eden, except that he withstood the temptation. Forty days also reminds us of the forty years that Israel spent in the wilderness, being formed as the nation of Israel before entering the land of Canaan. So Jesus, in his in his person, is re, sort of retelling, reliving these central stories of Israel as he becomes fully who he is, and as he triumphs over Satan and darkness and death. That was his victory, and his story was to triumph over darkness and death. And we've got this cosmic struggle going on between creation and the forces of darkness. And Jesus comes in 
to defeat those forces of darkness on behalf of all of creation. That's his story. We are tempted as well. We struggle with the forces of darkness. We die. Not putting all things. But ours is not a cosmic battle. And our Lenten journey is not 40 days in the wilderness of being tempted by Satan. Let's face it, sometimes we can't make it 40 days without Diet Coke or chocolate. We wouldn't have survived. We wouldn't have won that victory that Jesus won. But it's not ours to win. It's not, the purpose of Lent is not to make us feel bad because, man, I couldn't do what Jesus could do. Of course not. We're not God. That's not the point. The point is to help us know something more about who Jesus is and to draw nearer to Jesus through these Lenten disciplines. Not so that we can copy Jesus, but so that we can become more fully who we are. So that we can live our stories. We're not supposed to be saviors of anything. We're supposed to be parents and brothers and sisters and folks who work in various jobs or folks who work in the home or folks who, you know, whatever we do, that's our story. That's who we're meant to be. Now we hear that some of us, Paul has this list of like, who are we now as disciples of Jesus? And some of us are prophets and teachers and guides for others and evangelists. And I would say, yes, some of us are those things, in addition to all the other things we are. Some of us are prophets. And some of us are teachers and guides. Some of us may be prophets only once in our life to one other person. But we have this prophetic voice that comes out. But some of us really aren't prophets. And some of us aren't particularly teachers or evangelists. Those aren't our particular gifts. We're simply who we are. And Jesus doesn't have Lent here in the church. Jesus didn't admit Lent. We did. Um, but he didn't make, we don't have Lent here to make us feel like, I'm not as good of a prophet as someone else, or I'm not as good of a whatever as anyone else. <coughs> This morning, I was meant to be as good of a daddy as I could have been. And that's it. That's what Jesus wanted of me. And in doing so, I was living and proclaiming what he came to live and proclaim. Now, remember what that was at the very end of the Gospel passage today? The Gospel, yeah. How do they always, we can always say the gospel of Jesus and we'll get it right. What did Jesus come, what did he do after the, being tempted by Satan in the wilderness for 40 days? You got the cheat sheet right there. Thank you. He went, he went out and he said the kingdom of God has come near. He proclaimed the gospel that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news, he said. That's what I was living out this morning. By just being a good dad to my kid, I was living out the kingdom of God. That's what we live out and proclaim as we live out fully and truly who we are meant to be. As we live out the kingdom of God. And we proclaim the kingdom of God. It doesn't need to be on a hilltop or a street corner, God forbid. We live out 
proclaim the kingdom of God when we talk with people we know, and we pray with people we know. And we are the best teachers and nurses and homemakers and businessmen and entrepreneurs. The best that we can be in all of these things, we're living out and proclaiming the kingdom of God. And then we look at the other people around us and we see, hey, they're a part of this kingdom of God too. They're our brothers and sisters as well. And we live out and proclaim that kingdom of God among them. In whatever way we have at that moment. Maybe it's sitting and listening to a presentation on the presidents when we already know that. Amen.